0: here are 10 things I need to remind myself every day. Welcome to the Paul Miners podcast, the show that will help you to optimize your time, income, and lifestyle fast. Get more done with actionable, easy-to-follow advice and learn how to live life on your terms. And now, introducing your host, Paul Miners. Hey everyone, and welcome back to The Paul Miners Podcast, to episode number 128. Uh, Currently recording this from our Airbnb in Toronto, Canada. Still on the road, got a couple more weeks left before heading home to New Zealand. Um, Apologies, actually, you might hear a little bit of background noise. There's um, some kind of construction going on uh, next to us, next to our Airbnb. Uh, So sorry about that, nothing I can do. It's just the reality of trying to record a podcast on the road. But anyway, here we are. So today what I'm talking about is 10 things that I need to remind myself every day. And the inspiration for this episode came about, I actually found a similar post online where the author had listed some things that he needed to remind himself every day. And it just got me thinking. And I thought, okay, if I was gonna make my own list, what what would I put on it? So I decided to write down things that sort of things I catch myself thinking about a lot things I need to remind myself to do to be better and um, I'd highly recommend you you go through the same exercise you know just take 10 minutes um, after reading this blog post or listening to this episode and list your own things like what do you have to tell yourself a lot what are the kind of patterns that you've that you've noticed it's a really interesting exercise and I found that well with me anyway um, a lot of the things that I listed address negative emotion and sources of anxiety, and I'm a firm believer that you know happiness is 100% controlled by you, and I try not to blame other people or external factors if I feel unhappy or frustrated. So, and I think that's why so many of these daily reminders revolve around eliminating negative thought that only I can control. Um, so just an interesting observation that I made going through this post. By the way, before I get into the list, if you wanna get access to any of the links of things that I've mentioned, in this uh, in this post, you can find the links at my blog poolminers.com/128. So the first thing I came up with is to slow down. And I actually mentioned this on last week's podcast um, about execution and perfectionism. I have a tendency to rush and do things quite quickly in the sake of progress. And it can result in me not being 100% happy with the work that I've done or having to redo things later, which is obviously not very efficient. So I have to remind myself quite a lot to slow down so that I can achieve the right balance between getting stuff done and quality. That's the first thing. Second thing is you don't have to do everything right now. And I think it goes really well with the first point. Um... You don't have to do it all right now. It's okay to delay projects or ideas until the future when you give, when you can give that thing, you know, that project, that idea, the focus that it needs. And this is similar to the ideas talked about in books like Essentialism uh, or The One Thing. And you can find links to the book summaries that I've written for those books on my website. Um, it's better, to, basically, what these books are saying is it's better to do one thing really well than you know ten things kind of averagely. So you can think of your life in seasons where you completely reinvent yourself, change jobs or do something different every few years. You know, you can can have a season of your life, I don't know, three, five years where you're doing something, something else you've always wanted to do, you can kind of put off till later. You don't have to do it all right now. And even in the sort of more short term, I've had ideas while on this trip of things I'd like to do in my business. And I'm like, you know what? I could try and work on them now, but I'm just gonna have to put them all off for a few months until I'm kind of back home, more settled and I can give these things the time they deserve number three that i came up with is to remember how far you've come Um, as our lives change on a micro scale each and every day we often forget just how far we've come over the long term and if you think of this is sort of this idea of like hedonic adaption and this is a sort of um, the definition that i looked up is that hedonic adaption is the observed tendency of humans to quickly return to a relatively stable level of happiness despite major positive or negative events of life changes so even though our lives may improve over time We gradually just adapt to that improvement and we don't notice the improvement anymore. anymore. So if you think about any time you've received like a pay rise at work, at the time it felt fantastic. It felt like, wow, an extra, you know, $1,000 or however much. Um, But your lifestyle uh, slowly adapts to that new level of income. And over time, you no longer appreciate the additional benefit that you got that you were so excited about. And whenever I feel frustrated with my current situation or my lack of progress, I think back to where I was maybe three or four years ago when I was working a full-time job. And back then, all I wanted to do, all I wanted, like literally I was at work daydreaming about being able to work for myself. That's all I cared about. And here I am now, I'm actually doing it, I've been doing it for a few years now, but it's really easy to forget, as the change has been so gradual, it's easy to forget how far I've come. And even though you know I've got goals and aspirations uh, of where I want to take my business, I really do try and remind myself like where I was just a few years ago. And it's amazing to see how, how transformative um, th- these last few years have been. And it's, it's really a nice feeling to actually look back. And I bet if you did the same, if you look back, you'd be amazed at how far you've come and the progress you've made without even realizing. Number four, uh, this, hopefully this won't sound too morbid, is that one day you'll be dead and you have to live life now. Uh, you, you've likely heard me talk about this idea on the blog or the podcast before. This is a principle from Stoic, the Stoic school of philosophy. The idea here is isn't to be morbid, but to remember that life is fragile and your life could end tomorrow. It's it, and it's a very powerful way of remi- remembering to live life now. You know, stop putting things off until one day. Stop waiting for the perfect moment before you start a business or go traveling or have a baby. And you know, as Steve Jobs famously said in his uh, Stanford commencement speech, and I've got the link to the video. If you haven't seen it, it's well worth the 10 or 15 minutes to go and watch. Um, remembering that you're going to die is the best way to get the most out of life now, uh, or words to that effect. Um, something I really, really believe in. This episode of the Paul Miners podcast is sponsored by Marvin. As you probably know, there are loads of different tools and apps out there to help with task management and planning. Still, I see clients all the time get overwhelmed with tasks, struggle to stay organized, and they procrastinate on their work. With Marvin, you can turn different features on or off to create a task management system designed around how you like to work. So for example, you could enable timers, start times, and suggested task features. Or maybe you want to add a day or week planner, time estimates, or time blocking. So rather than having to conform to how the app wants you to work, with Marvin, you set the rules and create a system around how you want to work. To get started, head to amazingmarvin.com forward slash Paul to start a free 30-day trial and save 20% when you sign up from my partner page. You can also head to Twitter and tweet at me, I'm at Paul Miners, and Marvin at amazingmarvin, which is amazing without a G. And tweet at us before the end of July telling us why you need Marvin, and we'll give away two free lifetime memberships. Thanks again to Marvin for sponsoring this episode of the Paul Miners podcast. Number five is to remember what's really important. Uh, Along the same vein, you know, remember what really matters because in our day-to-day lives, it's very easy to get caught up worrying about money, our jobs, uh, material possessions, things like that. You know, these things really pale in comparison to what's really important when you step back and think about it. You know, our friends, our family, our health, our free time, our beliefs, um, doing things that make us happy. And I don't think I've mentioned this on the blog or podcast before, but when my grandmother was nearing the end of her life, we were fortunate enough to be able to go and visit her at home in North Wales before she died. And my brother and Hayley and I were on holiday in the UK at the time. Um, So the timing was actually quite fortunate. Um, When we visited her, we knew this would almost definitely be the last time we saw her. And when we were saying goodbye for the final time, she said two words to me that I will never forget, which is, be happy and it was a real gift it was so simple you know her parting words the last thing she said to us was was the perfect reminder about what's really important be happy um, because we do get distracted by all these other things and i think it just is important to remind yourself what's really important on a daily basis on that uh, same note, number six, happiness is a choice. As I mentioned at the start, happiness is a choice. I've actually written about this before. Um, external factors, you know, people, they can lead us astray, but we get to decide how to react to these things. I know this is easy to say and much harder to practice in reality, but when you remind yourself, that happiness is something that only you can control, you begin to take more ownership of your happiness. And if you feel angry or frustrated, you've actually done that to yourself. That was your choice. And so forget about the person or thing that triggered that, that emotion, that anger, that frustration. It's your choice to get upset. So instead, choose to be happy. And seven, again... Um, kind of snowballing on this idea, is to respond to hostility with kindness. And I would say on a weekly basis, I come across hostility and negativity. I've I've literally had, uh, and I think this is just the result of being, you know, somewhat public online with putting out videos and, and my email newsletter, that kind of thing. I've literally had people subscribe to my email newsletter and then tell me to fuck off and threaten to go to the police because they start getting emails from me. It was, I, I'm thinking of one in particular, it was really ridiculous. And um, I was <laughs> while I could respond by pointing out um, you know hey you did sign up to my newsletter like you know you're being a bit stupid here I cho- I choose to be really polite and respond with kindness uh, This doesn't mean that I let things go I'll often point out if someone is being unnecessarily rude but I try and be very civil <laughs> uh, the way I see it you know responding to aggression with aggression only adds fuel to the fire. Uh, by contrast, you know, when you respond with kindness, people often backtrack on their words as they become more aware of just how hostile they're being. And, and you know, sometimes if I have a negative um, kind of comment like this, I'll respond and people will very quickly realize when there's a human on the other end, they're like, oh, man, that I really wasn't very nice there. Uh, so respond to hostility with kindness. Number eight, everything will be OK. Uh, it's funny how often things, you know, we worry about usually never come to fruition, you know, what, and this is one of the big, biggest lessons I learned from the four-hour work week. Um, and it's and it, going through this exercise of fear setting. Uh, again, something I've mentioned before. In the book, uh, Tim talks about defining the thing that you're worrying about and describing what that worst-case scenario would look like. So actually just trying to think, what would, what would this worst-case scenario look like? Really define what that, what that is. Then he gets you to think about how likely this scenario is. And the example he gives, I think, is like starting a business. You know, the worst-case scenario is you quit your job Maybe you lose six months of savings and time while you try this idea. Um, But the reality is, you know, you could recover from that pretty quickly. You could go and find a new job. You could recover reasonably reasonably fast. The long-term damage to you would be pretty negligible. You would recover pretty well. And actually, that outcome is quite unlikely, really, because, you know, if you're working really hard, uh, you're dedicating a lot of time, you've quit your job, you're dedicating more time to your business, you'll actually probably succeed. And I've done similar exercises like this a number of times in the past. Whenever I've contemplated a big decision like quitting my job or when Haley left her job or when going traveling, selling our house, I've always kind of thought about uh, what is the worst case scenario? And even if something does go wrong, it's almost never as bad as you think it will be because we naturally think about the worst case in our head, like the absolute worst case. And it's usually not nearly as bad. If something even does go wrong, it's not nearly to that extent. So all this worrying is just a waste of time and energy. Everything is more often than not okay. Something I like to remind myself. Number nine is to be present and not use your phone to fill idle time. Uh, definitely something I need to remind myself that I'm really not the best at. Uh, but in our fast-paced world, you know, very rarely do we get time to just be present. Every minute of our idle time is spent just playing on our phones. And this means we never get a chance to just sit and be alone with our thoughts, You know, to explore ideas and just let your mind wander. And it also means we get addicted to this kind of st- constant stimulation. And so whenever I'm just standing in the line at a supermarket or sitting in a waiting room or on the toilet, <laughs> you know, I try not to reach for my phone to kind of fill this idle time. I try and just let my mind just wander um, because it's so easy to turn to your phone to distract yourself. Uh, but it means you never never get a t- chance to just sit and think and number ten is people aren't really looking at you if you think about it you know it's crazy how often we make decisions about what to wear what to buy what to say how to act uh, based on what other people what we think other people will think about it and we continually worry about the opinions of other people but Think about it some more and you'll realize that all the time you're worrying about other people, they are equally worried and concerned about the opinions of other people and really aren't looking at you at all. So whatever it is that you're worried about, just get on with it because the chances are the people you're worrying about are too distracted to even notice it. Uh, Yeah, it's just something I think really hurts our progress. We worry about what other people will think, but very rarely, again, is it ever an issue. So there we are. Those are 10 things that I need to remind myself on a daily basis. I would be really interested to hear what you would put on your list. So if you have any feedback for me, please head to my blog, paulminers.com slash 128. Leave me a comment. Let me know something you need to remind yourself on a daily basis. You can also reach me on Twitter or if you're on my newsletter, respond to my emails. I really do love getting your feedback. Thank you for listening to this episode and I will catch you next time on the Paul Miners podcast. Thank you very much for listening to the Paul Miners podcast. Two quick things before I go. Firstly, if you enjoyed this episode or if you have any feedback, please leave me a review on iTunes. It really does mean a lot to me because it helps the show to get uh, discovered so that more people can benefit from the content. And I would love your help getting the show out there. So please, if you have a minute, I would love a review on iTunes. And uh, on that note, if you want to give me any more feedback, you can always reach out to me via my blog, leave me a comment, or if you're on my newsletter list, you can respond to any of my emails as well. I really do love hearing from my listeners and hearing what you want to learn about and getting your feedback. Number two, if you want to connect with me on a more regular basis, you can become a VIP member of my website. Head to paulminers.com slash VIP to learn about my membership options and how to get access to my private Slack community. This has typically been reserved for my uh, high-end customers in the past, but I've opened it up for the first time. So head on over to the website, paulminers.com slash VIP to learn how you can get access to my private Slack channel, where you'll also get access to my complete library of book summaries as well. One more time, thank you very much for listening, and I will catch you next time on The Paul Miners Podcast.